Good morning, everybody, and welcome to The Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, I'm Steph March. This is, I think, and maybe it's just because I'm here, but it feels like it's <laughs> the like first day of summer. Yeah, yeah. And actually, because well, it's, we, well, the first day, official first day of summer was on Thursday. So oh, there okay, you go. It was on Thursday? Yeah. All right. So, and we had the uh, solstice? Gonna, yeah. It was the longest day of the year. Isn't that? And I hate to make that seem like oh they're now they're getting shorter, but sometimes it, it feels like, like that. It. That's like when you count you know December twenty first, the winter solstice is sort of like it's the first day of summer because it's the they start getting longer. I always feel like when the winter solstice happens that it's like a huge sigh of relief and we're on the other side. Yeah, because we're climbing back out. Too true. And with the whole um, daylight savings thing change, the is what. Um, Okay, I'm going to make myself sound really stupid. Didn't we change daylight savings and how we recognize it a while ago? We just extended the timings. Yeah. So, okay, good. Thank yeah. you. Because then I was like, wow, did that really happen or did I just make that up? <laughs> you did pause for a hot <laughs> second. Like, oh, and I was like, where no. is this going? I don't know. <laughs> did this happen or did I make it up? But that has changed the winter too because you get an hour of light more. Longer, yeah, more and it happens in, in November, and yeah, I I think they moved it from October into November, and yeah. they moved it up. So, so yeah, that's all good. no, it's true. Um, <clears throat> how are you? I'm great. How I haven't you? seen you. What have you like been doing? What have you been eating? Uh, you've had Molly. You've had Eris. Yeah, we've had a lot of good stuff. We've we've talked a lot about gardens because Eris is so very very gardeny, and yes. we, we get very into our garden talk when she's here. I love that. Malls and I uh, talked about. Uh, we built a pizza oven in my backyard. It's I haven't put pictures up because did you build one? We did. Yep. Yep, with Kelly and Molly and I, we built a pizza oven. Um, it is still, it's sagging. <laughs> so I haven't put pictures up because it's still being maintained. I want to get it to a place. And then I want to talk about the wins and losses throughout the journey because it's about to fall over is what I'm saying. I wonder if it's, did you put like sand and rock down and all of that? You mean on the ground? Yeah, or like no? to make the base. Mm-mm, I have a huge table. I mean, it's sitting on top of a table, so it's not. It's oh. not like I didn't build like a brick oven from like yeah. from the ground up. But it was a. It's on a. It's like on a supported table. But I think the table might be sinking. Huh. I don't know. What kind of table is? Just it? a wood table, like a table that we built that I built a long time ago. But it's a very thick, sturdy table. Uh huh. It's like a farmhouse table. And then I'm sorry, you probably talked about this, and we're rehashing it. But then, did you build it out of bricks? Yes, it's out of bricks. It's out of bricks and we did some mortar and a little bit of this and that. And there's specific bricks and we'll talk. We'll do, you know what? I'll make sure that you're, when, when I get to the point where I can reveal that yeah. it's actually ready and good, we'll talk about it. I feel nervous that it's on a wood table. It's not because of the fire retardant bricks we use. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So, I know. I know. I know. All of this information and But more. this sounds like something you could do. That this is sounds like easier than it's like laying DIY. the yeah. sand yeah. and the... No. That's exactly oh, that's cool. why this is Yeah. I can't wait to see that. Um, the biggest news, of course, this week is that the State Fair new foods came out. They did. And I know we've talked... To, we, you and I have both talked about it on different avenues very much. No. Let's share. But let's talk a little bit about them because yes. I think it's kind of interesting. Um, I don't know. Did you get, were you excited by the list? Yeah. Yeah. I'm always excited by the state fair. I love the state fair. We're actually going to be broadcasting weekly dish out there this year. We're going to do both Saturdays. We'll be on for just nine to 10. Then the shop girls will be on from 10 to 11 and then they'll have abbreviated daily shows. Yep. So that'll be fun. Yeah. I'm always excited about the fair. There wasn't like, there were a few things that jumped out at me. Um, that I was excited about, 
Um, someone has compared it to, someone said, and I do think this is true. Someone said, you know, it kind of lacks innovation. Okay. Like in comparison to, he compared it to the Texas State Fair. Yep. Where they have really innovative new things. Like our stuff is always kind of on a stick in a roll. Okay. Did you read the TCB Mag article at all? No. Okay. So funny thing. We're sitting in the office and TCB Mag, you know, they didn't, you know, we all had to list out at 630 in the morning. You know, we were all out, you know pumping it up about the new state fair foods. And then by the afternoon, Sam Schaust, who is this really great guy over at Twin Cities Business, he and Allie kind of said, what could we do? Like, what's a good idea since we don't want to just pub the list? I'm like, you should talk to the guy who runs the the new foods list. Really interesting article that came out because it is being engineered. Now you understand there's, there's really the new foods list that gets you know, released to us, the media is a curated list. These yep. restaurants and, and eateries have to submit. They submitted over 70 things. And then from that, the fair pulled 27 to highlight as new foods. Yep. That does not mean that those other 30 some items are not going to be there. Right. So it's really interesting because there's really, in effect, makes two lists. Yeah. There's uh, the one the fair gives you and then the other vendors new foods. Yeah. And it's but the bonus. We call them the bonus foods. Right. Because in Stephanie Shimp and I talked about it on that video. And it's about the fact that, you know, so she puts out they chose her meatball sub. But those potato, those tater tots, those bacon tots, those are also those are the bonus food. Those will be new this year, too. Yeah. So this was interesting. This guy and you can we're going to put a link up on the show page. But Dennis Larson is called the food czar of the Minnesota State Fair offices. He is the one who curates the list. He has decided that we will not be the fried freak, the fried foods freak show ever again. This is intentional. Yeah, I've I've heard him speak. It's it's. I'm fascinated by the fact that while the rest of us are all like, Woo, what's the craziest thing to look for this year? He's like, nope. They're going for more diversity. Uh-huh. They're going for world dishes. Yep. They're going for gluten-free, vegan, non-fried options. Not on a stick. Yeah. Do you see this? This is weird to me, though, that he wants to take the stick factor out. I don't know why that would be. That is like a really fun cultural thing to me that makes us different and sets us apart. And he's removing that. I think he just to speak. I, I saw him speak and he's talked about like he's following trends nationwide. He's following trends worldwide and he's trying yeah. to keep the state fair on the cutting edge of those food trends. So I think he feels like all that add a stick stuff will sneak in and is kind of already there on the vendor side. But what he's looking for in terms of innovation is more along the lines of what food co- companies are doing. Yeah, no, I agree. And you can tell because there's a Moroccan bowl, sausage bowl, and because there's, you know, the the cauliflower, the vegan cauliflower, yep. buffalo bites, you know, all of that stuff for sure. But I mean, the thing that is funny, there's really only one stunt food on that list, which is that ice cream you know, cotton, cotton candy. candy burrito situation. And I thought, and I'm glad for it. Trust me. Cause my response, I think to that guy on Twitter, uh, I think it was Scott. We, you know, is the fact I would rather have better food than crazy food. I'm, I'm way better tuned into eating higher quality food than just crazy food. Before we get to our list though, can I just give you like five Texas state fair foods that I think sound fun? Yeah. Deep fried chicken noodle soup. Funnel cake bacon queso burger. That does sound fun. (laughs) Texas fajita fries. Yes. The tamale donut. Yes. Surfing, turfing, tater boat. Like, I think those sound fun and kind of innovative. A tamale donut is magical. You could make like a corn donut with a delicious kind of salsa. I mean, doesn't that just sound like it could be awesome? Yeah. 
but so I felt like ours were a little like. Oh yeah, I don't want to deep fry any liquids. By the way, like when they're like deep fried soup. <laughs> but that's just like it's going to be noodle. The noodles. I know, I know, and I don't. And honestly, part of it is in the naming. Part of it is yeah. in the storytelling of the item more than it is the Here's actual our, item. Like bananas, Foster's French toast. <laughs> okay. Barbecue split. That's a little cuter. I was yawning. I was like, oh. General Chow, chicken taco. Like, come on. Couldn't we have called that something? Well, that anyway. I'm okay with because that's at least a little bit of a mashup. And if it's a good general, you know, then that's good. But um, yeah, rainbow cloud roll. That was a thing we talked about. What were some of the things that you were excited about? Um, Gosh, what was it? It was... Shrimp ceviche. No, I wow. don't. Wow. Okay. I, I don't want any, and I love tuna poke. I don't think I want it at the I fair. I don't want seafood at the fair either. Frankly, it kind of creeps me out. Yeah. Um, but I'm okay with the, uh, you know, like a spicy, actually, the shaved ice sounded really good with the, it had the tahine on it, the chili powder. Yeah, with that a, would be good. With a little mango boba pearls. I'm good with that. I thought the messy Giuseppe, like, that's going to be, like, sadly, probably the most disappointing, even though I want it to be really good. I don't know. It's just, it's pork sausage and marinara on bread. So it's like a sloppy joe, but it's like, it's almost like how I eat bolo, which is just right out of the bowl. Triple chocolate strawberry shortcake sounds awesome. It's great. Dense chocolate cake with chocolate chips and fudge with strawberries and whipped cream. Yeah, I mean, boring. Fine. But I mean, fine, fine. Nordic waffles. I do love all the Nordic waffles. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Like their turkey chipotle club is great. But I had that at the Super Bowl. I've had it at. They you were know, out at Stone Arch yeah, Festival. I like them, but I mean, that's not gonna thrill it. I'm not gonna be excited about that. Here's the other thing: pepperoni chips with roasted pe- pepper queso. Lulu's. I always keep trying to be like get excited about their stuff, and it always seems to bum me out because it's executed poorly. So I'm trying to give them a better shot this year by not visiting them on the morning of yep. the fair. I'm going to go to them as the afternoon. So. What about Midtown Global Markets Taco Cat? We love them. Yeah, all Taco Cat. They're doing fries. So they're doing nacho fries, which is just, you know, there's also known as Popo Catepe, which is just French fries with nacho toppings. And that to me is like probably close to what the fries at the Texas place were called. Yep. So and those will be good, I'm sure. Yeah, their food. Is, a lot of the food places, like it's good. Well, and this is like the turducken sausage. I'm sure that's going to be great. You know, up yep. at giggles, that'll be great. And the wool, wood grilled elote from Tejas Express. It's going to be spectacular. Uh the, the Anchor Coffee House, like serving cold brew coffees. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. This one sounded gross, um, but I think it could be good. It could be like surprisingly. The zesty peanut butter and jelly sausage, peanut butter, cherry jelly, and a hint of cayenne pepper and cilantro in sausage. Yeah, I don't know about that one. It, but it could be like... Could be. It could be like Asian peanut saucy tasting. Yeah, I know, I know. Peanut butter is fine. It's just when you put the sweet jelly with it. That always yeah. always right. Um, this new place, The Hanger, up in the northern part, you know, the, by the sing-along, the great sing-along, yep. they have a whole new building up there. And so they have a ton of new items. Besides the f- slider flights that they highlighted, they've got smoked turkey legs, smoked brisket sandwich, jumbo burger. Here's a question. Bacon-wrapped pork belly. I mean, isn't that gilded lily? <laughs> bacon-wrapped bacon chunks? <laughs> it might be good, though, because pork belly, when it's done, when it's crispy, is yep. really good. And they have a chicken and waffle ice cream split topped with candied bacon that, you know, is sort of interesting. So, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm like I said, I'm in. I'm interested in I'm interested in some of the stuff. I did try the smorgas, the meatball. Yeah, and Swedish that was good. Meatball smorgas sandwich. Those were great. I it would was eat really that. good. I would eat that on like a day. Like I would go eat that right now. Those bacon tots that she had yeah, with the bacon infused sour cream. Yeah. I ate my whole boat by myself. Mm-hmm. Just oh, they were so good. Yeah. No, it's good. 
super good. So yeah. So there you go. So, so there it is. I'm interested to see, you know, now that we're sort of getting into the idea of the list and the bonus list, but that's my thing is like, it's really a marketing tool because if the things are still going to be there, but they're highlighting it, they might have to call it something else. They might have to call it like featured new items or something because they're not really new. And we, the ones who record it from the media aspect, will start naming, you know, we've already always named all of them when we do the taste test. But now it's going to start getting, I think, a little bit more. If he's going to keep this sort of mellow, we're going to start highlighting the hype stuff because that's the way it goes. Well, and Sarah's Tipsy Pies, uh, her new pie, I actually thought sounded great. Where but is she it? didn't make the new food list. She's right. on the hidden new food right. list. Right. So then we have to wait for that. Yeah. So I think that's kind of silly. I do. I think it's silly. All right. Well, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about rosé and froze on the weekly dish presented by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Welcome back to The Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, I'm Steph March. Okay. I discovered something. Okay. I don't even know how this became a thing. I think I first heard about Frosé from Jason going on and on about it and talking about it. We had it at the Lexington last year, remember? Weren't you with us? No. Oh. And that's where he first had it. Yeah. And then I happened to catch Joy Summers from uh, Eater talking yep. about it on the Jason show, and she was showing how to make it at home. Yeah. And her segment was really cute. And basically, here's what she did. And it makes total sense. So she took a bag of ice in a Ziploc bag, added uh, kosher salt or salt, and smooshed it around. Then she took another Ziploc bag and put like a cup of rosé in it and then sealed it and then put that cup of rosé in the sealed Ziploc bag in the bigger Ziploc bag with the ice and the salt and had an audience member just jostle it around, just like you would make with ice those cream. ice cream balls. Yeah, yeah, that's how you make ice cream. And so they did that for like, it was only five minutes. Yeah. And then she took the Ziploc bag out, cut the corner off, and Corn. made like soft serve rosé into her glass. And it was super cute, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's how you could make it at home. And I was like, wow, okay, this could really keep going. Because then I saw online that... Someone took rosé and they added strawberries and simple syrup to it Mm -hmm. and then put it in like a cake pan and put it in the freezer and then scooped it out. So almost like a, is it gratiné? Yeah. So that sounded fun. Mm -hmm. Then someone else took it another step further and made rosé ice cubes. Yes. And then just blended all that after. So that's a quick way to do it. Right. And then someone else even put cream and made like a rosé. Oh, God. (laughs) Made like a rosé ice cream. But I thought this whole idea of what joy. Can you imagine? I'm sorry, just for a second. If you're drinking a big glass of like, I don't know, Shiraz or Pinot Noir, a nice big glass of red wine, and someone comes over and dumps a bunch of cream in it. Doesn't that sound disgusting? It does. It doesn't sound good. Um, I just I thought this was super cute when I watched Joy do it because you could do it at the beach. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to tell you is this invention that is not new but new to me, <laughs> the corksicle. Um, yeah. <coughs> excuse me, the thermos. Oh, I have it right here. It is a thermos that you can put all of your chilled wine in, and it stays chilled for twenty four hours. Yeah. A bonus. It also works for coffee. Oh, so you're doing cold coffee? I'm no, I'm doing oh. hot coffee. Oh, hot soup. It's just a thermos. Yeah, but a lot of the new thermoses don't have the thing that the old thermos has had with the glass walls, so yeah. they don't have that retention. This is pretty great. Oh, so 
I'm a little obsessed with that you could be making frosés while you're sitting on the beach. You know, I guess because you'd have a cooler vice, but I thought that was pretty fun. Yeah. No, it's really great. I Um, think that there's, and the slushy machine situation and the, you know, there's frosé happening, especially this weekend for Pride, a lot of places. So that's kind of fun. Then I was, because it's pink, so it's cute. Yeah. Then I was thinking like, couldn't you do the same thing with a margarita? Could you put all the margarita mixings in the bag? Alcohol is a higher freeze point. It just would take longer. But if you maybe did, alcohol is a higher freeze point than wine. So that's not going to work if you do the ice and yeah. the salt. I mean, okay. it can. That's why gran- like when you're doing like a boozy granita, you have to, it takes a lot longer than it does. That's what it's called, a granita. Yeah. I yeah. called it a gratiné, which oh, is, is that the what cheese, you did? <laughs> cheese thing. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that just takes a long, it takes a lot longer than you think. You can't do that like, hey, people are coming over. I'll just freeze up some, you know, it takes a little while. Do you find that that's how you want your rosé? No, not at all. Okay. I this don't. is my problem. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just told you all these great ideas. I know. I don't want to do any of them. So I think that it's fun. And I do think I would, if there was a rosé slushy or some frosé, you know, I think that Esker Grove is having some frosé on their patio for Pride this weekend. And I totally, if I would probably have one, but I can (laughs) easily drink a (laughs) bottle and a half, you know, like just by myself. Probably not. Yeah. I, you know, also I think that there's, I've been noticing a lot sweeter rosés on the market. Like, you know, the dry stuff that sort of sparked the revolution back to pink wine is definitely still around, but there's a lot of people who are just, if they have one rosé on their list, it's going to be the sweetest thing possible. And that's to me is tough. So in that case, I might want it frozen instead of drinking slowly in the glass as it gets warmer. Well, and what Joy said, and I thought this was interesting, but this was just her preference. She likes to use a dark rosé, like a darker pink. Yeah. And to use a dryer. There's more tannins in that one then, you know, and so that one might have more guts to it. More punch. Yeah. So not alcoholic punch, but it's definitely going to have more flavor. I mean, like, yeah, like punch in your mouth punch. Yep, yep, yep. Um, All right. So I just thought all that was pretty cute. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I like the idea of, I I don't know why, but I always like the idea of taking like beer or wine or liquor and making cocktails with it. Yeah. I know that beer itself is a cocktail, but I like when you can multi-purpose things. Yes. And I like a signature drink when you go somewhere, like when you go to a friend's house or you go to a dinner party. I like to have start off everybody with one thing. So I found some simple rosé summer cocktails. Great. That you could make that I thought were sweet. So uh, here's one. So you put a sugar cube in the bottom of a tall glass and you add some bitters on top of it. Then you add a shot of good cognac and fill the glass with a champagne champagne rosé brut. Okay, so it's a champagne cocktail. Yeah, kind of like, yeah, exactly. Sweet though. Um, Okay, here's another one. This is called a soda jerk. So you take a tall glass, like a Collins glass, with two ounces of vodka, your favorite rosé and club soda, and then you just put a sprig of mint. Okay. I mean, refreshing. It's like a spritzer. And it's a little Wait, so rosé, club soda, and what? Vodka. Oh. Oh. With mint. Yeah, I might not put the vodka in there, but I might make just a spritzer. Yeah, just a little bit more yeah. effervescent. Yeah. And maybe when you talked about the sweeter rosés, that might be a good way to kind of tamp it down. Yeah, that is. That's why I was just thinking when you said that. I might take some of those. I've been gifted two bottles that I know I'm not going to want. Same. Where you open it and you're, or you look at it and you're just like, I, I, know I know I'm not going to like it. I know. And I know it's because it's like a California rosé that is maybe not. It's closer to a, like a white Zin. Yeah. You know, and I know that that's smart that they're repackaging them to be more rosé and less white Zin, but it's probably as close to Franzia as I'm going to get. So Maybe do the 
what everyone else does and give that away when you go somewhere. I have a like weird you give part your about bad that, wine though. to your friends. I know, but then I feel like they're going to think I'm a bad wine drinker. Well, so then but, I think. Okay, here's how you have to do this. You have to do it when it's enough people coming that you no one's going to know what you brought. This is true. If you can set it on a table, hey, I brought the rosé and put it on a table. Then everyone's going to be like, oh, Stephanie's bringing the rosé. But if you're going to like a bigger party. Yeah, you just. Or a housewarming, oh, yeah. and you just shove it on the table, yeah. and maybe don't even put a or card. like put a bag around it. <laughs> yes, I've done that. I I will tell you, I have totally done that. That's everybody else is giving you their crappy wine. I know when it's like a gift and there's a card attached, then it's like a thoughtful someone picked it specifically for you. You know what's? I remember once just on the side note, since Jason is, since you guys are like attached to the hip, <laughs> I gave him a bottle. I brought him a bottle of rosé once as a thank you gift, and I left it in. The, I left it in the studio at Fox Nine, thinking he would. Because I think it actually said Matheson Rosé on it. Yep. And he never found it. And that was like a $30 bottle of Rosé that I was Aww. like really trying intentionally. And he was like, I never saw it. Oh, that's sad. And then I was super sad. Here is um, a crowd pleaser. So like a big, like if you're having a 4th of July party, uh, punch bowl. Okay. So the whole bottle of Rosé. Yep. One cup of vodka. Four cans of fruit flavored sparkling water. So these are your LaCroix. Mm-hmm. A few cups of cut fruit. And stir and add ice and you serve it with a ladle. Yeah. So here you're kind of just watering down this rosé again. Yeah. This one you're not going to like. Okay. This is the pink peach. <laughs> Red wine glass, scoop of peach ice cream or gelato, and top with a sparkling rosé. Oh. And serve it with a straw. It's kind of cute for dessert. I was going to say. Like a cute I'm summery okay dessert. That. Yeah. Um, and then this one, okay. I actually think I could get my arms around. So cocktail rim with sugar. Mm-hmm. Then two parts tequila, two parts rosé, one part orange liqueur like a Grand Marnier, and stir and garnish. Yeah. I think I could really get behind that. Okay. Wait, tequila? Tequila. So you're doing like a rosé margarita. Colin. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I was just thinking if I was thinking I would, if I was going to put something with rosé, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick vodka. I might do tequila. Well, there you go. There it is. So those are my ideas for rosé and frosé. Rosé all day, Rosé all day. Happy Pride, everybody. Thank you to Red Cow and Red Rabbit for sponsoring us today. And we've got some great things coming up. Stephanie's going to talk to you about Lake Minnetonka Burgers when we come back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us this Saturday. It's a great sunny Saturday. And there are a ton of things going on this weekend, which we'll cover later, obviously, at the end of the show when we do our moral of the story and what's going on around town. But one of the things is there's a big, Wyzetta is just lit up right now because there's something called the Summer Splash happening. Cute. What's I know. a Summer Splash? See, I told you it's like the official Summer Splash. I know, I know. I know, it's true. Um, it's it's just like they have a sailboat, they have catamaran regatta happening on the lake. You can sit Fun. and watch 32-foot catamarans. I thought about you because yeah. would that be something you'd go yes. watch? Right. Yes, and that's the that's the smallest. Well, twenty. Yeah, thirty two. They call M thirty twos or something. Those are the smallest catamarans you can rent in the Caribbean. Oh my god! So that's me and Kurt on one of those. Wow! And I saw them on the lake last night, and I was just like, wow. Those they're are fun. they're massive to me. Of course, yeah. I just I, it's like you know, it's like a giant. Building. It all feels massive until you're in the ocean and it's wavy and you're alone and you can't see anyone. Then it feels super small. Yeah, and you're like. <laughs> Like, we are the only people out here. We're going to shipwreck. Oh, my God. Well, they're racing them on the lake. On Lake Minnetonka today, they have a course and everything else. One of the great things to do is sit at Six Smith on the rooftop and watch those suckers go by. But there's also, they have an art experience. So there's like an art fair. They've got wine on the bay. They've got live bands, music, all going on. So it's kind of fun. 
So if you're headed out that way, the thing that we wanted to do, because of course the uh, J- June issue of Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine is the Lake Minnetonka issue. And it's so cute. It's really cute. It I like it. want to get a Chris Craft and a picnic blanket. Yeah, right? And just enamelware dishes and make froze. Does it? <laughs> You are so summer girl right now. You yeah. are the poster of summer. You're I just, think it's too because I'm going back to up to the cabin. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm thinking about it. Right. Seriously. Well, if you're getting out to the lake, one of the great things is, is that we decided, because I live out there and we all know this, but there are, uh, I decided that it, what it would be fun is if for a summer project, we had a burger crawl. So we identified some like 25, 26 burgers around the lake that you could go hit. Did you have to eat them all? Um, I've kind of eaten them all in my lifetime. <laughs> yeah, so maybe not like... I didn't necessarily do it all at the same time, but it was definitely something that was... Um, I mean, there were some that were in my phone, you know, that I just had taken from a long time ago. But then mm-hmm. I did have to take some pictures, so I did end up eating quite a lot, actually. Actually, last weekend I was sitting and finishing up, and I had a four-burger situation by myself. Okay, so we're going to... Will you play along with me on this game? Yes. Okay. I don't know. Will I? <laughs> I want to know, I'm going to ask you like burger questions. Okay. Like where would you go on Lake Minnetonka for like the down and dirty, like pub style burger? Like a pub style is like sitting at like, like equivalent to like the 1029 in Minneapolis, like neighborhood bar. Okay. So I would go to the Narrows. So one of the best places the Narrows has uh, live music every single night. You walk in and it feels sort of like, it kind of feels like um, the caboose in Minneapolis and there's it's just the normalest people you'll ever meet you know everything is worn down and a little bit you know old but it is so friendly and so just the community there is wonderful and the burgers are massive and they are just like tots on the side and there's like 15 of them to pick from you can find any kind of crazy burger you want all right so that's a good one yep where would you go for like highbrow oh well that's the Dirty French at Belcour, which is the top, which is when you go to mspmag.com and you find the burger crawl page, it's the first burger that is listed because it's so filthy <laughs> in like the best Frenchy way. And it is, it is a point where you're sitting there among these beautiful people and this beautiful place and you're sitting in the bar because the burger is only available in the bar and uh, you get this dirt bomb basically set in front of you and it's just like luscious and oozy and gorgeous and you feel like, I should be fancier, but I can't because I'm going to basically lick this plate and smush my face. Oh, my God. It's oozing with Gruyere and black truffle sauce. And it's like you can't not lick that plate. Okay, I don't even know if I'd know how to eat that burger. It's it is. It's intense. Okay, usually we have to cut it. Now you're a bacon lover and you really want a burger with bacon. Are there any that come to mind that do like the bacon Well, so here's what I really liked is the down at um, the Suburban in Excelsior. They have a burger called Meet Your Maker. And not only because there's plenty of bacon all over these burgers around the lake. For some reason, maybe that's just the way it is. But there's just tons of bacon on these burgers. And then the one at at Suburban has also has, you know, thick cut bacon. um, But it's from McIntoon's, which is a local butchery. They also have a hot dog, like like a sausage cut in half and put on there. So it's like. A double, you have a bacon, but you also get that smoky sausage, like kielbasa sort of flavor with it. And is that good or too much? It's great. (laughs) Shockingly, I was ready to go in and bum out at that one. But they also have pickled jalapenos and this kind of a great mayo on there that really brings 
everything smooshing together in and the right the way. Suburban the and suburban Excelsior. and it's the burger is called Meet Your Maker. Okay, I've never even heard of that place. That sounds exciting. They won Burger Battle this year. This is like a this is like a great list, and I you'll be able to find it on the Facebook page, the PDF of all the places to go. We have a little like summer car that was my mom's that I gave my husband for his 40th birthday. This little Triumph that is just it puffs smoke and you only can drive it in the summer. But this would be like to put your list and go and like do three burgers. And And so we broke it down into three areas, basically. So you have Wyzetta, which you can totally complete in like a, you know, in a quick jaunt because you can easily walk through those and i i ordered them even on the pdf of the addresses in the order that you should probably hit them okay so you can definitely so you can definitely hit wyzetta uh pretty quickly one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven there are 11 burgers on that one i did love to on this pdf there's 12. like the check mark there's a place for notes like it's a very official pdf burger list don't you love that yes. so then around the lake is if you're heading out of wyzetta and you're kind of tooling around because you're going to kind of go into mound and you're going to also kind of then weave down into, I mean, the lake is hard to navigate. We, you know, if you haven't been it's out big. there, it's huge. And all of a sudden you're driving, and you're like, oh, I thought the lake was on the left. Nope. The lake is also on my right, you know, because there's so many inlets and bays and everything else. And there's lakes on the lake and it's kind of crazy. So just, you know, following this path. Um, but there's unexpected things, especially out in mound. There's a place called Surfside. Which is like your fanciest VFW ever. Mm-hmm. Seriously, like it is the nicest <laughs> place that looks like, you know, nautical and everything else. And, but everybody in there is like a biker or, you know, that kind of a vibe. And they're so chill and they're so great. And they've got great strong cocktails that are just basically like Captain and Coke. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, uh, but they have a great sunny, they have a great egg burger. And it's like, they're just sort of fun to go pop in there on and hang out on the patio or whatever. But you have to kind of find them. And that's what I love about this. So that was around the lake. And then there's the third part is the Excelsior section. Okay. And that is, you know, there's like one, two, three, four, five, six. There's, so there's seven burgers there. And that one will take you kind of through town as well. And there's everything from, like I said, the Suburban is kind of a meet your maker stunt burger, but it's really good. Coalition, we've had Eli, I don't know if we've had Eli on in a long time, but he's been on the show before in the past. And Eli Wollensen, and he has a spot in 50th and France too. It's the same one. It's the first one. Not only does he have a really simple, beautifully crafted, easy chef burger. I know our friend Jill Holter, who listens to the show a lot, she and her, uh, her pals went out there. Um, they have a Monday night burger night. So if you're looking for something on like kind of crazier, but still with that chefy attention, he does a kimchi burger. There's a duck burger. There's all sorts of great stuff on a Monday night. Yum. I know. So and everything from, and one of my favorites that's kind of undersung is Haskell's Port of Excelsior. Now Haskell's is a place that is obviously you think of it as a wine shop and this is a wine shop, but they also have a dive bar. I've been there. (laughs) (laughs) Had a few there. Oh my God. And it's right in the middle of town. It's right on the edge of town nearest the water. And it is my favorite place to be able to go and buy a bottle of your rosé. Like you can buy a bottle of your rosé in the shop and you just bring it over with you. You can pick your own wine and then bring it over. They'll charge you five bucks to, you know, uncork it, basically corkage fee. And so you can also go to next door and buy like a bottle of Opus. You can buy a bottle of Vouve Clicquot and bring that over and get this black and blue burger, which is just like crusted with blue cheese. It's got a good like Cajun spice on the patty, uh-huh. blue cheese. And then I put an onion ring on top of it, Yum. a fried onion ring. And that is outstanding. 
All right, so there that is. is what you're going to be doing on your next summer Saturday. You're going to get in your old back to the 50s convertible and you're going to head around Lake Minnetonka. Or do, yeah, or get in there. But whatever you do, do remember, take the checklist, print it out if you need to, but hashtag Tonka Burger Crawl so that we can collect everybody's burger photos. And then we're going to create a page for the entire summer of all the best burgers around the lake and everybody's lovely uh, ex- experiences with it. Fun. Yeah. So there it is. Tonka Burger Crawl, go do it. All right, we're going to take a break and we'll be back. We are The Weekly Dish, and this is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. If you would like to ask us a question live on air, we would love to take it. You can reach us at 651-641-1071. Please call in live with your question, 651-641-1071. Our producer, Hope, is ready for your calls, so call in now. Um we have had some questions that have come in on the Facebooks and the Twitters. Uh, Steph, this one specifically for you. She says, hey, gals, love the show. What is the brand of glove you were talking about last weekend that can be used for grilling and bonfires? You mentioned Cooks of Crocus Hill sell them. I There's three brands, and I'd like to know your recommendation because she needs to purchase some. Uh, the Pit Mitt. Is pit the Mitt. Pit Mitt was the, the kind that I liked. Um, that was our, that was my top choice i don't I, I mean i i think if they're all similar i wouldn't necessarily believe that anyone is like more superior than the other they're it's pretty basic but uh the pitmit was the one that i was in six five one six four one one oh seven one i might have to pick one of those up the pitmit is it like rubber uh it no it's like it's so it's like a it's like a cloth glove and then it basically has a couple little like it has some rubber little pieces on the outside uh-huh. of it but it, it extends down kind of onto your arm yep. it's just like and it is there's stuff filling in it that makes it you know Flame, heat retardant yeah. it's Flame much retardant, yeah. but i mean literally i have been picking up logs in the fire pit and moving them because i had it in the pizza oven and i was reaching back and pulling logs out cool so it's and it's not burning and it doesn't singe and it doesn't i mean it's not like i can stick it in fire and live there forever but it's and that's why I've been using it on pans and everything else. We have a campfire pit, and sometimes um, the pans are so hot when yeah. you're pulling them off the campfire. 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls live. Um, here is another question that has come in. Hi, ladies. My friend is hosting a brunch for a wedding shower, and she's looking for ideas. She's open to places around the metro, but she does live on the east side. Thanks for your help. So she's looking for east side brunch wedding shower spots 651-641-1071 if you want to call in with your questions we would love to take them live on air hope is standing by but in the meantime <laughs> that was a lot okay wait. Uh, live brunch sorry okay so what brunch, brunch? east side baby shower um i mean like fancy what i couldn't quite quite understand baby shower oh baby shower okay oh wedding shower excuse me wedding Wedding shower so a little fancier wedding shower why don't you go to the lexington that's a fancy one i think that's kind of like fun like do it up for brunch and have champagne for a wedding shower champagne cocktails yeah go sit in the williamsburg room or even you know and just kind of have like a little clubby fancy brunchy time Um, i kind of like that idea or Or, or St. Dinette. I like that, oh, too. Oh, that's a very you, sophisticated brunch spot. Yeah, that's kind of a cool brunchy spot. And if you get a big round table in the corner, they will do it up and you feel very, very citified. I like that idea. Okay, so a very delicious brunch, if you're like more into the classics, would be the St. Paul Grill. They have a wonderful yeah. brunch. Yeah. 
If you want to be like out on White Bear Lake and do kind of that, I'd recommend Tria. They have a brunch out there. You're right on the lake for a wedding brunch. Tria's not on the lake. Which one am I thinking You're of? You're thinking then? Aqua. Then. Okay, that's yeah. what I'm thinking yeah. of. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's pretty. Yeah. Very, very pretty. And that would be a nice spot for a wedding type brunch. Yes, too. absolutely. Good ideas. Thank you for reading my mind. That is an essential <laughs> component of our partnership. Uh, 651 641 1071. Um, hey, we have some. We'd ask people about some ice cream flavors because we're going to talk a little bit about ice cream later in the show. But I just wanted to tell, let you know, what do you think that the most popular flavor is right now on this question? I asked, what is your, what is the best flavor of ice cream? Okay, what do I think the most popular uh, on this? Just on this yep, thread, I'm going to say that people say Oreo cookies and cream. Oh my god, no Oreo or cookies and cream. Really? Bubblegum, chocolate marshmallow, rum raisin, rum cherry, pistachio almond fudge. But here's what's really funny to me. Uh, it's chocolate. Okay, that was my second answer. But because the funny thing is, oh my God, Nicolet Avenue Pothole, that was so great. I love that, Becky. Um, what, who had that ice cream? That's at Sebastian Joe's. Okay. It's like got caramel and... I think it is their Oreo ice cream with caramel and pretzels. I think I can't oh, remember. Oh, that sounds good. I loved that one. But the funny thing is, is they used to say that caramel or they used to say that vanilla was the most popular flavor like that. And I think that this is funny because I always expected everyone to say vanilla. That is weird. Chocolate all over. Uh, Sarah, we have live on the Great. air. Great. Uh, let's see. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Hi, how you doing? Oh, hi. I Sorry, I didn't hear you. Yeah, hi, I love your show. You have such fun, brilliant ideas. Thank Thanks. you. What can we help you with today? I have uh, two teenage boys. One is going to be 18 soon, and we want to go out for a fun, kind of fancy, festive dinner. But uh 18-year-old boy doesn't like the, you know, petite portions. So I don't, we're looking for something fun and fancy, maybe somewhere in the metro, but not necessarily west. We Northeast or central would be wonderful. Okay, with big portions. Well, I mean, not, you know, I don't, we're not going to go to the chain. Yeah, Apple yeah, yeah. And get a big portion. But you know what I'm saying? When we go somewhere and it's a teeny portion, then he feels like he needs to order two dinners. I have, I have a great idea because this is kind of fun. I think you should, okay. we, and we have the guys coming on later, but I think you should go to Travail because it's, it's an experience. It's something that they have never seen before. The food is, you know, mind-blowing and there's so much of it like it keeps coming and it keeps coming so you may have small portions in terms of each plate is kind of interesting and small but there's like 50 of them you know so by the end there's no way that you're full it's a it's a food circus is i think the only way to describe that experience but it's lovely but they also have a pizza place called pig ate my pizza and there's definitely pizzas there that are you know that's also sort of a fun elevated experience and you can definitely get a bigger pizza is money a question no. Okay. Go to Birch Steak would be mine. That's where my kid loves to go. It's the oh. steaks are pretty expensive because they're okay. grass fed and they're very well maintained, but mm-hmm. they have delicious sides. The steaks are always cooked perfectly. The, when my 20 year old girl, who's a big eater, likes to go out, that's her top pick. That's a great idea. Yeah. We've done like the Fogo de Chow as a special occasion, but I mean, it's not necessarily, I mean, I love the more um, local. Yeah, personalized uh, experiences that you're suggesting. So. All right. Thank you, That's Sarah. We're going to go Thanks. ahead and we're going to take Jill. And hi, Jill. How you doing today? Hi, good. What can we help you, you with? Guys? Well, my parents have their 60th wedding anniversary coming up. 
Uh, so we want to take them out for dinner. We're in the Woodbury area. Um, we don't want anything too fancy. They're not in the best of health. So, you know, things that have uh, easy access to get into. Um, I so got you totally idea. covered. Okay. You ready for this one? This is an awesome yeah. suggestion, if I do say so wow. myself. Wow, set it up. <laughs> take her, Take them to Mancini's in St. Paul. Oh, yeah, I haven't been there in years. It's old school. It's ton of parking. It's easy to get into. They're just, they've got your steak and they've got some fish on the menu. It's very clubby. It's old school feel. They have the speckled booths. They even have dancing. Like the band, usually the Midas touches there on a Friday and Saturday night. And there's, it's just fun and homey. And you can order a grasshopper, a pink squirrel, or a Brandy Alexander. That's a great idea. That is a great idea. All right. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you. All right. We have Cindy. Cindy, what can we help you with today? Hey, is this me? Yes, Cindy, it is. Hi. Hi, Cindy Strand. Um, Great seeing you on the TV and the radio, you guys, this week. Thank you. Thanks. Um, Yeah, it was really fun. Um, Grill mats. Do they work? I've seen the copper grill mat on TV, and it has the grill marked, and Keeps your grill clean. Is that really true? We even, who was I talking to about grill that? Grill mats. Yes. Thank you, Cindy. Else... We will explore the conversation of a grill mat. Yeah, we haven't. Yeah. I haven't actually uh, tried them, and I don't really know anybody who has had success or failures with them. But I, they're kind of a hot topic right now. Why would you use a grill mat? Um, it's just to keep it cleaner, and that's uh, weird. Also, I think it's supposed to be for more even cooking. So that probably distributes and maybe yeah. prevents flames. Yeah, it, it's supposed to be this idea that it's um, it's uh, so it's thick. It's like a thicker thing that's also non-stick, so it's a lot easier. It's a lot cleaner. Huh? Okay. Non-cleaner. It non-stick. cleans easily, and it's so there's also things that won't fall through. Like you know, has five stars. Uh, all of these ratings. So check them out.